Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The race is on this morning to find the source of five mystery COVID cases in Sydney with New Year's Eve plans hanging in the balance. But there are positive new developments for the country's vaccine rollout. Let's go live now to our team of reporters. First to Miley Hogan on Sydney's Northern Beaches. Miley, there are concerns for those cases with no known source. Angie, there is, and that's because at this stage they don't know how those people picked up the virus and authorities say that means there could be undetected cases of COVID-19 circulating in the community. One of the mystery cases is a firefighter, a Northern Beaches man who visited the Bellrose Hotel. He's the third positive case to visit that venue. Two went to the pub, another went to the bottle shop. The mystery though, those three cases were never at that venue at the same time and the Chief Health Officer says that means there is a missing link. There's now a call out for anyone who went to the Bell Rose in the month of December, is showing symptoms or has previously showed symptoms to go forward and get a test. And it is those high testing numbers that will help authorities find the missing links to those mystery cases. Authorities have said that testing numbers have dropped over the last few days, just 24,000 on Boxing Day, down from our peak uh, of just shy of 70,000 at the height of this outbreak. And authorities say they want to see the numbers go back up because high testing rates will give them the confidence to make decisions about further easing restrictions ahead of New Year's Eve celebrations. Can I just stress to the community, if you have the mildest of symptoms, please come forward and get tested. Those high testing rates will give us confidence uh, to give some uh, relief to people for New Year's Eve and beyond, especially for people in the southern part of the Northern Beaches. We're looking very closely at that region and we want to be able to give some positive news, but we won't be able to do that unless we have those high rates of testing. The Premier has already revealed there will be no singing, no dancing, no loud talking or shouting for New Year's Eve celebrations. The Premier will set out clear guidelines for exactly the restrictions on the, uh, for New Year's Eve and that will be announced today and at the very latest tomorrow. The Avalon cluster currently sits at 122 cases and we will get today's figures at 11 o'clock. Angie? OK, now to Tamara Bow at the Queensland-New South Wales border. Tamara, there are calls for another checkpoint there. 
Angie, finally some border relief on the horizon. Just in the next couple of days, there are calls and promises to open a fourth border checkpoint just across town here in Coolangatta at Miles Street because at the moment we are at just one of three checkpoints. All other entries into Queensland here in Coolangatta have been closed off by those police checkpoints. So this is music to the ears of frustrated locals who are caught up in that daily commute every single day. A 90-minute delay to get across the border at peak times. Well, that has pretty much become the new norm. Uh, of course, 400,000 border passes have now been issued for people to enter into Queensland since the border was slammed shut to Greater Sydney less than a week ago. But that a warning for Sydney-siders to steer clear of Queensland for now appears to be falling on deaf ears. Already in the past couple of days, 250 carloads of people, that's more than 550 potentially infected Sydney siders, have had to be turned away and sent back home. Uh, of course, across the border in Byron Bay, police there uh, have issued warnings for people who have been hosting unauthorised parties. The worst was at Main Beach on the weekend where a 300 plus crowd had to be broken up. Police managed to disperse the crowd there rather quickly, but they left behind a huge mess and locals are pretty angry about that. They've had to clean up piles and piles of rubbish. Uh, police investigations are also ongoing into who organised that, Angie, but police do have a stern warning for anyone who is thinking of coming together in an unauthorised gathering. They will be cracking down on people flouting the rules. Now to Nathan Curry in Melbourne. Nathan, there's new data out on the vaccine being produced right here in Australia. Angie, really promising stuff coming out of the UK about the Oxford vaccine, which is being made by CSL in Melbourne. Test results are showing it to be just as effective as Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines, which have already been approved, and 100% effective when it comes to preventing severe cases of COVID-19. Uh, given that the federal government has already ordered 50 million doses of the Oxford vaccine, uh, this is really promising stuff for Australia. Overall, this is great news. We've had vaccines that appear so far to be safe. They seem to be efficacious in most groups, uh, including those most at risk. And we'll be able to have that so that a large proportion of people will be able to be vaccinated before next winter, which is our big worry. And by the end of the year, we'll probably have most adults vaccinated in Australia. The Oxford vaccine should receive approval in the UK by Thursday, but the federal government here is sticking to its March timeline to start the rollout in Australia. Angie? OK, thanks very much, team. And as we just heard, Byron Bay locals are up in arms after more than 300 people gathered at illegal beach parties over the weekend. For more, I'm joined by Deputy Mayor Michael Lyon. Good morning, Michael. Plans for New Year's Eve celebrations are already on a knife's edge as it is. This obviously doesn't help. It's not acceptable, is it? No, not at all. Um, you know, people, if they're coming here to our shire, they need to show more respect. And what we saw on the weekend, uh, you know, over, over that break with the, with the rubbish left on the beach, you know, over 300 people, um, it's just not on. You know, 2020 is not the year for a party. And residents also outraged after pictures emerge of the beach trashed afterwards. How disappointing is it to see all that mess left behind? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, and we're left to clean it up. Um, no, but we do have some leads. I mean, we are urging people just to show more respect and more restraint. You know, in, in 2020, it's the year of COVID. Um, we also, we're going to have some conversations uh, speaking with the police about the English language schools. We understand that it's international students that have um, have started this 
um, start of these parties, then the word gets out to the hostels where you've got your backpackers and, and, and travellers staying, and then they all descend on, on, the, on the location of a party, and it's, it's just not the, the time for it. Yeah, and some residents are even calling for beaches to be patrolled now. Would council consider doing something along those lines? Well, there's always jurisdictional issues in terms of whether it's national parks, council, police, etc. But certainly, um, we are looking to be preemptive um, with whoever is relevant. You know, whoever the relevant authority okay. on a particular beach would be, and um, and and absolutely, we're trying to shut these down before they even start. Um, it's a large amount of patrol and you can shut down in one place, they move to another. We really just need people showing more respect. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully hopefully, can get on top of it. Uh, Deputy Mayor Michael Lyon, thanks for your time this morning. Well, COVID vaccinations have finally begun in Europe. A massive immunisation drive is underway across the continent with the Pfizer jab being administered in 27 countries. Those getting the first shots will receive their second dose in three weeks. It comes as health authorities race to control a new and stronger strain of the virus from spreading. And the business community is calling for greater certainty around employers' rights ahead of that vaccine rollout. The Council of Small Business Organisations Australia wants employers to be able to stand down workers who refuse to get the vaccine when it becomes available. It says unvaccinated employees could put their co-workers, customers and in turn their business at risk. For more, I'm joined by the CEO of the Council of Small Business Organisations Australia, Peter Strong. Good morning. Peter, why should employers have this power to stand down unvaccinated workers? Uh, thank you, Angie. It's all about liability. At the moment, um, Safe Work Australia, who write the rules for uh, healthy workplaces, they try and blame the employer for everything. And we're saying in, in a pandemic, if one of our staff says, I'm, oh, I'm not going to have the vaccine, that's their choice. And the other staff say, I'm not going to work with them, or one of our customers gets infected or something like that, the employer's liable. So we want the rules to come out pretty strongly here saying the employer will not be liable for somebody else's behaviour. If somebody else chooses to do something, that's not our fault. Protect us from liability and we can get on with running our business. Is it a fine line, though, between discriminating against those who aren't comfortable getting the vaccine at this stage and, and also making a smart business decision? Well, it is a fine line. It's a really difficult time that we're in. What, can I point out, we're in, in this situation we haven't been for 12 months. We've got time to make a decision. We've got time to put the rules in place. Up until now, as we all know, you've only had a few days quite often. So we're not going to have the, the uh, vaccine rolled out for a little while. Let's get together and sort this out so that, as you say, if people are uncomfortable with the vaccine, that they get looked after but we don't want any employer being sued for something over which they've got no control. Yeah, as you said, we've got a few months before the vaccine's likely to be rolled out in Australia, but you're saying it's important to address this now before we get to that point. Yeah, well, that's what we should always do is we know what the problem's going to be. Let's come together and fix it. And the last 12 months, we've been fantastic as a nation in recognising problems and fixing them very quickly. So now we've got an opportunity to do it together. Look after, as you say, those people are uncomfortable. I'm not talking about anti-vaxxers, anti they're a bit odd. But the people that are uncomfortable with it, yeah, let's make sure they're looked after as well. They're given the information they need to make a good decision. And then we won't get sued and we can run our business and keep jobs going. All right, Peter, thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you. 
New South Wales health authorities are scrambling to locate the source of five mystery COVID cases with fears the virus is now spreading across Sydney. There were seven new cases recorded yesterday with six linked to the Avalon cluster. The other case was a Northern Beaches firefighter whose infection forced the closure of three stations and is not yet linked to the cluster. Joining me now is infectious diseases expert Professor Peter Collignon. Good morning to you, Peter. Why are these mystery cases so concerning for authorities and, and is it concerning that they haven't found patient zero as yet? Well, mystery cases are worry if they're in the community and you don't know where they came from because for every one of them, there may be another person. But to put it in perspective of this firefighter, he actually at least lives in the area that's of concern. And we're not seeing lots of mystery cases, say, in Blacktown, Parramatta, Liverpool. So there's no evidence that this is spread out of the northern suburbs in any number. We're not sure. But all the evidence so far is this is under control. The fact that we haven't found the mystery case, this is now about two weeks into the, into the episode. So this does look like it's come from somebody who's returned from the US. It's got to someone and then it's spread in the northern uh, districts or the northern beaches. But basically, that original person is likely to be non-infectious now. So it's not a disaster not to find the mystery case. What is a disaster is not to find all the cases that are occurring now. And so far, New South Wales Health seems to be doing that. Well, that is the concern now with testing numbers down. Fairly understandable over Christmas, probably people not getting a test over that holiday break. There were crowds, though, people flocking to beaches in the northern beaches area while police had to break up several large illegal parties in Byron Bay over the weekend. A bit of anger, too, from residents of the north than beaches knowing that perhaps other people in parts of New South Wales weren't taking this risk so seriously. Are we becoming a bit too complacent? Well, I think we've become a bit too complacent over the last six months. But yes, we are. What we don't know is, is there um, a virus circulating in the community we haven't found yet? So the numbers being down and restricted in Sydney, uh, particularly the northern beaches, but Sydney as a whole and New South Wales is a good idea until we really do know that this has come under control. We expect that to be a not too distant future. But until we know, it's a very good idea to keep crowds down, particularly indoors, but even at the beaches. We don't want hundreds of people there close together. Very quickly, Peter, new data shows the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine is 100% effective in preventing severe cases of COVID-19. 50 million doses manufactured here in Melbourne. Uh, is this vaccine an even better option than the others? And does it just stop the symptoms or does it help stop the spread? Well, we don't know that. I think we better be a bit uh, sceptical about 100% effective because the numbers are still relatively small. But there's no doubt this vaccine, along with the Pfizer one, appears to work. Um, generally, much better at stopping severe disease and disease. We don't know how good they are at stopping transmission, which is a real issue, and probably not as well as that. But overall, this is great news. We've had vaccines that appear so far to be safe. They seem to be efficacious in most groups, uh, including those most at risk. And we'll be able to have that so that a large proportion of people will be able to be vaccinated before next winter, which is our big worry. And by the end of the year, we'll probably have most adults vaccinated in Australia. But we've got another year of not being complacent, taking adequate precautions and particularly being careful this winter. Yeah, it's wonderful to hear that. By the end of the year, we could all be vaccinated. Thank you so much for your time, Peter. Here's Brett's. Eddie, uncertainty over the New Year's Eve restrictions in Sydney is causing some businesses to close their doors on what is usually their busiest day of the year. The New South Wales Premier says she hopes to reach a decision by today or tomorrow. But for thousands of hospitality venues right across the city, every day of delay is costly. Well, joining me now is Wes Lambert from Restaurant and Catering Australia. Wes, morning to you. 
How much of an impact is that uncertainty around New Year's Eve having on the hospitality business? Oh, look, the uh, accommodation food service industry was the hardest hit industry during the COVID pandemic. And all of this uncertainty caused by the Northern Beaches cluster uh, have made bookings be cancelled. Uh, we're now down to one per four from one per two. Uh, this is such a great and uncertain time for every restaurant uh, in the greater Sydney area and certainly in the Northern Beaches. And sort of a double whammy coming up too, isn't it? The combination of restrictions plus the JobKeeper rate reducing in January means it, it is a particularly tough time. What do restaurants and businesses need to, to get to help them through this? Oh, look, ultimately, the period between uh, October and December is when about 40% of uh, revenue is earned in restaurants. So they certainly will need some type of grant help. They will certainly need some government stimulus. Uh, the New South Wales government has the out and about voucher scheme, which will start in late January, which will certainly drive that demand that these businesses need. But with the insolvency protections expiring on the 31st of December, with the job uh, keeper rate going down, uh, from the 31st of December and then totally gone from the 1st of April, uh, many of these businesses may get hit to the wall. OK. And Wes, I'm interested in what you think about this. There have been calls to make the COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for all workers, especially those in high-risk, high-public-contact jobs. Now, giving employers the power to stand down workers if they refuse the jab, is that a good thing? And would you support that? Look, ultimately, we'll work with the federal government uh, and the New South Wales government on uh, all of the vaccine rollout and to ensure that as many Australians get the vaccine as possible. We'll certainly stand behind uh, any push to get as many people vaccinated uh, because we do know that uh, that is the best way besides tracking and tracing for us to get on top of the coronavirus pandemic. All right. OK, Wiz, thanks very much. Authorities are urging more people in Sydney to get a coronavirus test after a huge drop in numbers following the record levels around Christmas. Seven new cases of community transmission were recorded yesterday, with six linked to the Northern Beaches cluster. The source of the outbreak has still not yet been determined, and authorities admit they may never know. Joining us now is epidemiologist Professor Catherine Bennett. Good morning to you, Catherine. And New South Wales has now done more than 4 million COVID-19 tests since the pandemic began. We saw days where there were 70,000 tests were now sort of dropping down to, to closer to 10. Why are there concerns that we aren't doing enough? Look, I do think we probably had people jumping in ahead. Uh, we had those extraordinary numbers with nearly 70,000 on Christmas Eve. But it is important that we do keep it up. This is... Um, every day there's new notifications still coming out about potential exposure sites. Plus, people who got tested early on, even if they were just casual um, contacts, had been to some of these exposure places and, and didn't test positive, should be monitoring for, uh, for symptoms and possibly going back, you know, and testing again. So I think while the numbers may not be 70,000 every day, and that probably was pulling some testing forward um, before Christmas Day, I think, you know, we, we still want to see those numbers really high. So yesterday we had 24,000. Um, and hopefully they will they will start to climb again um, as we as we move away from those critical holiday uh, days. Okay, Catherine, let's talk about the vaccines. New data shows the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine is 100% effective in preventing severe cases of COVID-19. Now, 50 million doses are going to be made in Melbourne. Is this vaccine an even better option than the others? 
Look, I mean, that's a that's a fantastic outcome when it comes to preventing illness. And AstraZeneca are also really looking at that um, testing to see whether the vaccine stops infection itself. So that's really important from a population level because that's about preventing spread of the virus. And so those two things, preventing illness and preventing that infectivity, are two critical things. We are seeing some... Um, my, well, rare, uh, but still important anaphylactic or allergic reactions to the Pfizer and the, the now the Moderna vaccine um, as they roll out overseas. So perhaps AstraZeneca could be a, a better choice for some people, particularly those who might have severe allergies. So having a couple of uh, vaccines in the mix, particularly with such high efficacy, is really um, an advantage because we can then get the best match to particular subgroups in the population, you know, which vaccines tolerated the best by them, which has the best safety profile for them, so that they too can benefit from these very effective vaccines. It's certainly very reassuring, isn't it, just have a couple of options on the table. Catherine, the New South Wales Premier is likely to make an announcement on Sydney's New Year's Eve celebrations today or tomorrow. I mean, she, she has taken this so strictly. She hasn't hugged her family since February. I think we can all say that we haven't been as diligent with these rules. Would it be wise to go ahead? They're saying no singing, no dance, no speaking loudly uh, on New Year's Eve. That's right. Look, I think they're going to be looking not just at the numbers and they're still seeing a steady seven or so new cases a day. Um, it's really the story behind these cases. And while they're still linking the virus that's causing these infections back to the Avalon cluster, they're not always completely sure how the virus was spread. So there is the risk of wider um, unseen spread in the community, particularly still in those northern beaches areas. Now, that might be quite contained, but it's really going to be the balancing up of the risk to see whether um, more broadly across Greater Sydney, they're in a position to ease even temporarily any rules. I suspect it's unlikely. You know, having a lot of people come into the city for the fireworks display, for example, it's not even what you do when you're there, it's how you move so many people into the area without having crowded public transport and so on. Well, let's so I hope think that it continues to be contained on New Year's Eve. Professor Catherine Bennett, thank yeah. you so much for your time this morning.